0: welcome one and all to the star trek podcast by fantastic geek your official unofficial star trek universe podcast my name is matt and joining me as always is pete hailing frequencies are open hello
1: matt hello everybody coming to you today to talk some lower decks we have not only a a date a start date now for the series we we got a Kind of a trailer this morning, and then definitely a trailer this afternoon. Some Discovery, some Strange New Worlds, and then a little bit of Picard Emmy buzz.
0: So Pete, let me set the scene this morning. You send me a text <laughs> uh, that that is a link to a pirate timestamp on it. I think it was like 9.36 or something, okay, yeah, certainly before Easter 10 a.m. Uh, before 4:10 am eastern um and by the time you know it's uh, you know lower decks trailer and uh the, i think the text itself was like you know watch it before it disappears something like that it was not an official release by the time i get around to clicking on it it's already been taken down it's got you know taken down by copyright holder blah 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 luckily quick search on twitter uh reveals you know another copy of it out there pete there were copies they had a plan Uh, But then come properly afternoon time, our part of the country, or late morning, uh, you know, L.A. PR time, if that's where the PR folks are now, um, the trailer officially hits.
1: Yeah. Uh, What PR problem, Matt? What Star Trek PR problem?
0: Yeah. I mean, to have a trailer leak, to have a trailer leak in, you know, I mean, mean, the quality was okay. This is not, you know, this is not, I, I, I don't know, the... The animation style—I'm not trying to throw rocks. The animation style is—is is what it is. So it's not like, oh, now that I finally saw the proper one from Star Trek, I understand what those things were—they're you know, miniature board cubes or they're, you know, uh, Enterprise icons or whatever it is. But um, yeah, it's—it's it's the continuing follies for PR here. But Pete, let's talk about this trailer here. Uh, your thoughts about the first, you know, kind of true peek that we've gotten about Lower Decks.
1: I have to admit, being biased one as a Star Trek fan, not in that category, but more so really gotten into Rick and Morty uh, during the pandemic here, run through the series to get current big fan of the storytelling that goes on there. And that's only made me more excited for Lower Decks with uh, Mike McMahon, uh, of course, running this. So I I think it's what we could expect it to be. It gives us the tone. It gives us a taste for these ragtag characters. We talk about the the bridge folk being the studs, and then these other people, not so much.
0: I think that on the one hand, the trailer kind of, sort of was below my expectations, but I didn't know what to expect, and I think that now that I've had a little bit of time to digest it, the trailer has set the expectations, which is, you know, we're not used to seeing anything but the best and the people on the bridge. You know, there's the shot of the, the one bridge officer, shirt ripped off and muscles on top of muscles, you know, and, and kind of the great leadership poses and whatnot. And insofar as the trailer—I mean, I was already— sold on the show the the presentation that they did at san diego comic-con last summer took me from not really caring into saying hey this is a wonderful goofy new take on star trek you know i'm ready for it i think that now that i've digested the trailer it's this feeling of i'm ready for what it's offering up even though what it's offering up is different and by the way pete I've had a hallmark of the kurtzman era of star trek trying out different things not just saying let's do the same thing but on a space station, or the same thing, but the ship's really, really far, et cetera.
1: <laughs> I, I think what we saw will be eminently watchable. I think the tone might be difficult for some long-time Trekkies, Trekkers, to you know, swallow. Okay, again, that difference in terms of what we're offering up, so it's just not the same thing every time with Star Trek stamped on it. Yeah. And I think
0: that's the number one thing to highlight here is that it is a different take and it's not different for the sake of being different. It's different to explore a new corner of the Star Trek uh, oh, Star Trek universe. No kind of you know brand pun intended there. Uh, of course, it taking place sometime after Nemesis. So I feel like we're kind of, you know, the visuals look familiar in terms of being that TNG era. I know it's technically TNG movies and post TNG movies, but but kind of in that in that corner of the the star trek timeline certainly where i'm most comfortable and i just feel like i'm assuming these episodes are going to be about 25 minutes long i'm assuming that we're not going to get you know grand reflections into the nature of humanity we're going to get action adventure goofiness we're going to get some of the star trek message and i'm ready for that it doesn't all need to be you know picard with the flute it doesn't need to be Picard tortured in the two-parter by Cardassians. It can be, Star Trek can be fun. It can be effervescent. It can be uplifting.
1: I would argue that maybe it's going to be a little bit more than that. And again, really digging into Rick and Morty and seeing some of the complexity in terms of the stories that they've produced. Um, Not necessarily dark, but, you know, there's one episode in this uh, fourth season that just finished up. Really, really poignant. There's like a five minute musical montage of a type that then turns into a completely different tone. And um, it is the episode that that five minutes. And I can only imagine with Star Trek universe uh toys to play with what they can do i mean this premise of the lower decks coming from the next generation and that you know very well known probably like a, a top 10 top 15 uh next generation episode uh just exploring from a, from another perspective life on a starship to set a series that way i think is a very smart choice to do it as a comedy I think also are uh, ripe with promise. I like the part in the trailer about, you know, changing out the the filters on the, uh, the holodeck. I, I think that's always been something we've wondered about, you know, not necessarily from the bathroom end, but definitely on the potty humor end. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I think, I think it's acknowledging a certain truth, you know, for every, for every Riker and Jordy, there's right, a Barclay. I was
1: say, was 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 Riker, Riker in this holodeck?
0: Um, so Lower Decks arrives August sixth. Um, this being the first, uh, the first Star Trek since Picard had wrapped up on March twenty sixth. Certainly feels like a different world when we started Picard back in uh, back in January. And in that time between Picard ending and the Lower Decks release date being announced. Lower Decks has leapfrogged Discovery in the release schedule. Uh, first and foremost, I think it makes sense if Lower Decks Season 1 is done or or was getting done in the spring uh, and Discovery was not due to production, post-production slowdown uh, related to the pandemic and whatnot. It, it, it makes sense. Where do we go from here, Pete?
1: Yeah, uh, I think that we will get a date for discovery at the San Diego Comic Con panel coming up in a couple weeks. Um, I think November December probably makes the most sense. They still haven't been able largely to pick up with production. You know, there's there's been a couple things that have happened here or there. You know, it was announced the other day that Zendaya was able to uh, to shoot a movie. You know, uh, on the Quiet um in in late june um tom cruise and production went back to the uk to start up for or i believe resume for mission impossible seven um but they still hadn't they had been cleared to enter but not cleared to work just yet So I think the squirreling away of content is something that a lot of studios and streamers are really, really mindful of. And the question of when to deploy it. You know, we podcast Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and that had been filmed, uh, finished as of last August. And then it was a question. All right. You know, post-production was done in, I believe, October or November was their last day. And, you know, some of the effects people had talked about finishing up. All right. You know, would they drop this into ABC's schedule earlier than what was said of, you know, summer 2020 and, you know, about the same time that they had for the previous season in May of this year they, they began? Uh, so it it really depends, you know, how long this drags out. Um, you know, where we are in terms of a vaccine, where we are in terms of states opening up. But California, you know, has kind of fallen into what we in the East Coast here in New Jersey, where we're podcasting, was in, uh, you know, April.
0: And I think insofar as, obviously, Lower Decks has been uh, moved up to the summer and you're prognosticating Discovery. I mean, clearly Discovery has been moved back, but, but you are prognosticating it you kind know, towards the start of winter that it might come out, I think that that s- certainly is in line with, you know, with Picard not being able to start up as soon as, as it wanted it as a production. I wonder, you know, whether it's states like New Jersey or whether it's some of these foreign countries that are ready for TV and film production, do you see... Picard in particular, which is getting California tax credits to film in California, you know, at what point do you say it really, really is in the best interest overall of CBS All Access of Star Trek Universe to go to the Czech Republic and go film that season as best you can, uh, even if, if it's going to cost more, but now you need, what, if Discovery's wrapping up February or March, you know, hey, we're eyeing summer 2021. We need Picard. We can't do you know, we can't do lower decks as the placeholder. You know, these are all questions I guess Alex Kurtzman and CBS and company can can figure out as things unfold.
1: It's gonna be interesting to see with this panel coming up on July twenty-third as well, how much of that they may address. Granted it's, you know, a, a virtual Comic Con, so on and so forth, but you know, the logistics of this are are all too real. I would probably say, Matt, and this is just me taking a helicopter view of it that you'd want to move Sir Patrick around as little as possible. Again, you know, part of the production being California is, you know, his preference where he is. Um, I, if I were a betting man, I would say they would not, they just might be super, super, if, and when they're allowed to begin filming in California, uh, you know, dutiful, diligent in terms of what happens there. I always thought Lower Decks would be the first of the, the three up here um, and that it wasn't uh, was a surprise. So Pete,
0: we are going to be podcasting Lower Decks. We're going to be using our rundown format. So a little bit of a more nimble format, less recap, more diving on in there. Uh, I think that's appropriate for a show that's kind of going to be on the shorter end as opposed to the longer end. Uh, that. That podcast will be on our Discovery feed as well as our Pop Culture podcast feed. The question is, Pete, when will it come out?
1: Well, we're going to be putting them out on Star Trek Sundays, given that we're still finishing up with some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on S.H.I.E.L.D. Saturdays. Uh, Best time to bring you that at least while there's still some overlap in early August. We may think about eventually moving that up to Saturday, but either way, get those comments, those questions in on Saturday, and we will get those out to you.
0: Yeah, if you're if you're getting them in by the middle of the day your time on Saturday, that'll give us enough time to 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 get it in. And I think it'll be a nice it'll be a nice a nice-sized podcast for the show, I'm expecting, and uh, and certainly good times ahead there. And the good news is, Pete, that there's more Lower Decks content ahead. You had mentioned earlier that there's going to be a Star Trek Universe presence at San Diego Comic-Con at home, that in just a few weeks' time. And, uh, and well, where do you want to start with that?
1: Well, we're looking at, obviously, Thursday, um, July 23rd, uh, I believe it's 10 o'clock uh, Pacific time there. And again, obviously everything socially distant, virtual, et cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, I know some people have criticized Star Trek Universe, don't you mean Star Trek Galaxy? But uh, yeah, when you have like Marvel, a uh, you know cinematic universe, a you, know, Gray's Anatomy, universe etc cetera, etc cetera. it's kind of the acceptable entertainment form uh for that and uh they've announced that there will be a star trek discovery season two finale table read and i a i'm more keen on the q a obviously the table read i thought was an unusual choice
0: I've seen two kind of sort of table reads uh, post-COVID. One was the but Parks not and Rec.
1: conventions. It's that, a little bit of a different... That's hand. true.
0: I, Pete, I think here's the conundrum. They want to hit everything that is current in the Star Trek universe, so Discovery, Lower Decks, and Picard. What do you do with Discovery if... Even in the best case scenario, if everything, you know, if everything effects wise and editing wise and music wise, if it's completely done now, we've locked in lower decks. And if you're going to stick with the plan to not overlap, which I think is smart, uh, and if you're now scrolling this away to plug a hole in the Picard production, all of this points towards, you know, a later release for Discovery. You got to do something. And they've already shown the trailer. Um, So what do you do? I think that. I think of the Parks and Rec new episode that was done kind of over Zoom and Zoom-like technology. Um, So not exactly a table read, but it had that virtual aspect to it. I think of the community outright table read that they did. And the community table read of a previous script was more fun than the new Parks and Rec episode because they were able to crack up at the super funny parts. They were able to, to lose it. You know, they were able to... You could see the craft of acting, even if it was just in the little zoom box, you know, in whatever the script called for. I think that it's a good solution to, you know, obviously a problem that's much bigger than, why no discovery, you know? If you want to get out of the way of lower decks, but you want to give a nice discovery, you know, chunk of dessert, I I think this is a way to do it that's going to be entertaining and rewarding while not necessarily taking away from the fact that it's probably Thanksgiving until discovery comes out.
1: I just wonder about the time that it's going to take to do that. Obviously when you're shooting and then editing an episode, it's different. This is, you know, provided they're not doing it ahead of time and just airing it, if you will. Um, And then I think too, you filmed all of season three you have some of it now scored. You can't, Hey, here's 15 minutes of an episode or something like that. I I could think of better ways that they could do it. This seems kind of like trendy to, to follow this with the, you know, the virtual meeting technology. You know, I know, I know Pike gave up screens and all, but you know, we're not there just yet. Yeah. Holograms, holograms.
0: Right. 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 Right i guess ultimately you know looking at the parks and rec to community continuum the proof will be in the pudding here um i think that the people in discovery the cast and crew at this point you know know how to do a convention know how to give 20 to 30 minutes of chit chat remove from that you know questions uh some of them quite good like my question to alex kurtzman at new york comic-con easy there big guy uh yeah others more silly Uh, i'm thinking of the the two anuses and and klingons and whatnot that we heard one year at new york comic-con um but i mean point being let me put it this way pete to have the cast talk about the aspirational nature of star trek and how we need star trek now more than ever uh i think that that would be good and that would be heartfelt and i don't think that they would be putting on an act at all but i think that it also would be a little boilerplate in terms of the things that we've heard them speak about star trek before and we've heard many people talk about the 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 kind of secondary importance of uh of fiction and entertainment to be an inspiration in these challenging times and whatnot I, i don't think that that would necessarily be new versus committing to the table read at least the experience of seeing them do a table read will be new um and, and it does come with that that asterisk of also time with the cast of strange new worlds which was a little breathless because yeah pike and number one and spock are, are in the finale so you get that too maybe pete this is all smoke screen and we're gonna get part way through and then you're gonna see <laughs> and it's gonna be message from future president of the Federation, this just came through and we'll get the I first 20 minutes.
1: I could definitely go for that. And, and again, what you can announce as opposed to what you do, I think are two very, very different things. Um, you know, there is this thirst though for discovery and, you know, despite all the haters, despite all the, you know, secret cancelizations uh, that have uh, taken place, uh, despite all the delays that this show had suffered uh, from the get-go, uh, it continues to be something that attracts viewers and a very very solid following. Um, so yeah, really really looking forward to that. My my only qualm is that it's earlier in the day. I will not get to watch uh, live. Hopefully, I can you know push the button, watch the whole thing someplace a little later in the day before of course we bring you that
0: pete i of course will not be using screencast-o-matic to record a copy for you um, because that would probably be in violation of copyright stuff there you go. Um, and of course i couldn't post that to youtube because it would immediately get taken down so i of course won't be using google drive for that um, so discovery leads off the star trek universe panel then there's going to be uh, a Lower Decks portion with uh, showrunner creator Mike McCann and the cast, uh, and they'll be screening a scene. So that, I think, lining up well in terms of, you know, it's July 23rd, the show comes out August 6th, so there's your real kind of PR sizzle moment.
1: Yeah, and and who's to say that they couldn't stretch that a little bit more? It's going to be very interesting to see how people will react to animated Star Trek for the first time in 40-plus years. Um, You know, the animated series really gets kids tabled when there's some really fascinating directions that they took it apart from the fact that you had nearly all of the voices of the original cast and to the level that they were involved as well. So, uh, you know, this obviously its own thing, not, you know, next generation animated, et cetera, et cetera, but next generation adjacent. Who's to say what could potentially take place?
0: Yeah. I think where the animated series gets kids tabled is the quality of animation. I think that, you know, if you're looking for a star Trek fix while you're on the go, You know, uh, if you're in a streaming area, you know, because you're doing work around the house, fine. If not, download it to your device. It's a perfectly wonderful Star Trek the radio show. I mean, you get all these characters, you get all these actors, you get the sound effects. I think think the, the bare spots in the writing are even better, you know, when you don't have the janky animation, if the animation is pulling you away from it. Well, Pete, let's now pivot to what I think in some circles at CBS All Access is the last best hope for some great Emmy gold uh, in Star Trek Picard. Uh, I'm being sarcastic about the, the fervency of their push in the for your consideration campaign is what gets me, as opposed to you know, I, I think I've as I've said before on the podcast, I've soured slightly on the Picard series in the time that has gone by. Uh, since its since it's release. That's not to say I think that it's garbage. I don't think that Patrick Stewart isn't wonderful. But, I mean, they really believe that they have a top Emmy contender here. And I think that the Picard presence at San Diego Comic-Con is kind of that crowning push with Emmy nominations, I think, announced the following Tuesday.
1: I don't think it's not Emmy-worthy. Uh, and we've talked before, you know, I've enjoyed it, I think, a little bit more than than you have. But like you said, the way that they are so pushing it comes off a little over the top. Um, Every time I am on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I am running up against their four-year consideration campaign. Um, I see it about as often, if not more often, than a heavy hitter like Better Call Saul. And I think I know where one is going to be when those Emmy noms come out. And I think I know where the other one is going to get. All right, some technical stuff. Um, Patrick Stewart, you know, you're you're elevated there in terms of profile. Um, I I still don't think, unfortunately, he will find himself in in a nominee pool. But I, I look forward to being wrong.
0: Well, I know that there was uh there's an article on the Hollywood Reporter that was talking about kind of uh I think it was overall Emmy discussion, although I think the headline was maybe something involving, you know, potential uh, potentially overlooked series. Uh they made reference uh with regards to the good fight, they made reference to the all access problem. Uh with factor, with, wasn't it? Uh, it was a factor, okay, yeah. But but I mean again, this notion Reed problem. Yeah, exactly. And I mean PS the article wasn't even talking about the odds you know amongst these two you know kind of awards handicappers for the howard reporter they weren't even talking about star trek picard as being something worth discussing um but but again this notion of the all access factor in that i think the implication being nobody watches cbs all access so
1: that they have dropped All of the second season of the Twilight Zone after using the Discovery Picard once a week model for the first season, which was kind of hit and miss. But still, you're talking about Jordan Peele uh, involved running that and um, that they've kind of punted on that very little fanfare. Again, it, it speaks to the issue behind this streamer, behind you know. You said janky animation, Matt. Let let's. I I disagree with uh, with um, the animated series assessment there. I mean, the animation is of its time. Um, this streamer is not of its time. This this is a 1960s <laughs> streamer, and uh, you know we were talking about all access. Uh, you know, having a hyphen in the, um, what was it, a Deadline Hollywood uh, piece that you had picked up and and you had put the asterisk next to it. Um, And I thought all along it had had a hyphen in there and we were joking that maybe that's their big rebrand.
0: Yeah. And I mean, for people not in the know, the plan was this summer for All Access to do uh, a major rebrand, whether that was technological infrastructure behind the scenes whether that was uh, a redo of the app whether it was a name rebrand that much was never clear uh that has now been pushed off to the winter and i don't know whether that was corona related or cbs viacom merger related or whatever but you know there's a certain argument that this you know is cbs all access right now is it you know upn early 2000s where you're kind of hearing whispering what if upn and the bw merged or the wb merged you know so it's like is the clock ticking on it well it's not officially but might it be and at all of this meanwhile you know i think that we're all sympathetic to the delay in discovery we're all sympathetic to obviously why picard has yet to start to film and all of that but it's like this things are not going well for cbs all access particularly pete you mentioned the Twilight Zone, you know, there's a first season, you know, of, of the Jordan Peele era. There's a first season episode that talks about combating racist institutions and racist police with a cell phone. Couldn't have been more timely, couldn't yeah. have been more predictive, and who's talking about that episode in 2020? No one.
1: No one. Yeah, I I really enjoyed a couple of the episodes. Some that I had a little bit higher expectations for fell flat. Um I wasn't even aware they had been given a second season and then boom, there it is all at once. I just assumed it was the first episode. And then I thought I read something that said it was the first three episodes. I don't know, Matt, and I haven't watched this one. I know they gave uh, the first one away for free. They've done that with discovery and and with Picard as well. Um, But yeah, we're not on uh, all access right now because we're in between tracks.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I never finished the first season of Twilight Zone, uh, even though that was on my radar, you know, when Picard ended. And, there was and you're of... a
1: bigger Twilight Zone guy than I am.
0: Right, right. Um, I, Pete, for some sort of uh, alternate Twilight Zone universe where we're doing a Twilight Zone podcast, maybe I'll get into <laughs> this more, but I, I would argue that maybe taking these Twilight Zone episodes to a more TVMA area is undercutting the, the the general concept of the you know of the show and i realize that that's somewhat ironic because that's kind of sort of what picard season one did um i'm okay with the slightly more mature content in picard season one even though it is kind of equally far from the home base um but maybe it's just a matter of taste bottom line is you know I know that the morning of August sixth, uh, I will I will dust off the old CBS All Access subscription there, and uh, you know we can we can take things from there. And if in between
1: set the calendar,
0: yeah. <laughs> if in between you know episodes of Lower Decks, there's squeezing in some Twilight Zone to see to see what's up. Then that's how it's supposed to work, right? That's how the it's supposed to be. the The big prestige thing brings you to the streamer, and then you hang around for the secondary stuff, and then you stop questioning the the subscription model the problem with cbs all access for a lot of us is when there is no star trek you immediately question the subscription model and go you know oh i've put the date on the calendar or oh they got me again this month well i'm gonna cancel right now then I'll, i'll just play out the month that kind of thing but
1: i think it just makes all too much sense that eventually it all winds up as amazon um, you know they have Picard outside of the United States they have the add-on for CBS All Access Bezos is a huge Trekkie I just think it, at some point that's going to be where it is um, but the other thing about the, uh, the Star Trek universe at San Diego Comic-Con at home panel I have to imagine there'll be some kind of maybe update of section 31, where we might be there. I don't know, again, the ability to ask questions. That would be like the first question I asked. And then I have to imagine, too, there'll be some kind of reference of Strange New Worlds. Like, all right, what are you thinking? Oh, you, you want to have it out in early 2022. Okay, time frame here, now understanding that. So if you see, you know, Ethan Peck and Anson Mount, Rebecca Romaine taking other projects, doing some other stuff in between, it's not like that has fallen apart.
0: I feel like Kurtzman and company, they tend to run a pretty tight ship at these, yeah. um, you know, at conventions in terms of getting those bullet points out there to say what you want to say, to set expectations. Similarly, like at the, the multiple Star Trek Universe um, panels we've been at for New York Comic Con, like when they announce a release date those were things that to, to my knowledge were not buzzed about like you kind of know okay oh, Picard kind of in the winter oh let's kind of guess January but there's nobody on Reddit going hey here's the, the the still from the poster you know there's not things like that so when they announce it it really is fresh so I think that I have to think that they're smart enough obviously they're gonna hammer lower decks they're gonna give you a discovery date um and then if they get or at least a discovery month I, I feel like a date would you know at this point you could probably just zero in on a date and then with lower De- with uh, strange new worlds and section 31 to give a year you know if you say first half of 2022 that gives you enough wiggle room with with everything that's going on in the world where if worse comes to worst it's the second half you know if it's august oh you said first half well you know you missed it pie a little bit that kind of thing but we'll see i mean we're going to tune in for it we'll obviously podcast uh off of that and uh you know all as we get ahead for lower decks
1: Yes, so we'll be bringing you, uh, obviously, a wrap-up of the Star Trek Universe panel at San Diego Comic-Con, and then see you in August.
0: And of course, Pete, all of this coverage in the now made possible by those who support us on Patreon.com fantasticgeek We're not yet in the world of Star Trek future, where all money's been abolished, and uh, certainly the little bits of latinum that people send our way, most, most appreciated.
1: Yes, halfway through the year now, more than halfway, already anticipating those bills as they come end of the year in terms of storage, bandwidth, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, you help to make all that possible with all the content that we produce across all the Marvel Cinematic Universe TV shows, all the Star Trek Universe TV shows, Watchmen star wars with uh the mandalorian and anything coming to disney plus of that ilk there could not do it without you everybody who contributes to patreon.com fantasticgeek it's exclusive access can't donate this month and we certainly understand given the economic impact of the pandemic get yourself over to apple podcasts leave us a review helps others find us
0: so pete eyeing a star trek san diego comic-con podcast in about two weeks time in the neighborhood of sunday july 26 how can people be in touch with you to talk about star trek
1: you can find me on twitter at peter P-I-E-T-E-R J K L R K E T E 11342 followers can't be wrong
0: and while I'm personally on Twitter's Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on fantasticgeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are fantasticgeek as well. Pete,
1: there's more. Facebook.com slash fantasticgeek with the PH, all one word, like it today.
0: Well, Pete, as mentioned, we will talk more Star Trek in two weeks' time after San Diego Comic-Con, certainly gearing up for, oh, about a month from now when we will be talking Star Trek Lower Decks. With that... I will say adios to all the listeners and give you the final word. Bye-bye.